We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. This is Danny and Dusty. What God's name is going on in here? What was that ruckus? With Danny Meringue and Dusty, the fan man Hera. What ruckus? I was just in my office and I heard a ruckus. Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app. Describe the ruckus, sir. And 1080. Don't mess with the bull, young man. You'll get the horns. The fan. Ready to bring in ruckus in hour number three. Coming up this hour, uh, there is somebody, a former teammate, defending Russell Wilson. That coming up this hour. <clears throat> we have our NFL picks coming up in the next segment. But where we got to start this bad boy, uh, Damian Lillard, again, not playing last night uh, against the Memphis Grizzlies. He injured his calf, had a calf strain. Uh, they said they'd reevaluate him in a week. Yesterday was that one week point. No, Damon. It doesn't sound like he's going to be back uh, to start the road trip uh, in Phoenix on Friday night with a calf strain. At what point do we start having that concern about Damian Lillard in that in that bulky calf? I have absolutely zero concern about Damian Lillard right now. The way that he talked to us post game after he injured it, how he was moving, how he was walking around, how I've seen him moving around inside the bowels of Moda. Uh, and my conversations with people in the organization, he's fine in the sense of, like, this is not a grand thing that they're worried about. The MRI was done, revealed a grade one, which is the lowest grade. Lowest cash. low. It is the, the likelihood of you doing further damage to it at that point is slim to none. Yeah. This is, and some, somebody saw a picture of him from IG uh, with his kids uh, Halloween night. He had a, like a, a mobilizer strapped basically to keep his, his foot and ankle at 90 degrees. Mm-hmm. And people were kind of freaking out, like, "Oh my God, it's in a brace." That's a very common thing to put to put it at ninety degrees. No, and especially when you have like a calf injury. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're sitting there and you're flexing it all the time. Yep. You want to keep that thing as still as you possibly can. That's no big deal. They do that now. That's a that's a very no, again a very normal thing. Like to have it's happen. nothing. Yes. Seeing guys in boots is no longer a major concern and, and compression. Or anything that is yeah to, to to restrict motion. No, and it's just it's it, fine. It's not it's not a big deal. And here's the thing. In talking to people around the team, around Damian Lillard, to Damian Lillard, he is not coming back unless that thing is 100%. Why? If you, I can point you no further than this morning's information around James Harden. Mm-hmm. They do not want a kinetic chain issue for Damian Lillard. He is, and this is, I've seen people, oh, he's injury prone. No, he's not. This is a guy who's been <laughs> bulletproof and fought through basically his innards falling out for four years. He's he entering is, his mid-30s is what he's doing. Yeah. The, the, like he's, what, 32, going to be 33? Yes, yeah. and that's the thing. Is, and even then... Approaching his mid-30s. This is the first time we've ever had it. Like, yeah. And again, he would be playing 
any like pre-surgery, this would be him playing. This is him changing his mindset and going, I need to make sure that I'm 100% and beyond that. Our team is good enough that I can. In the past, that was his worry. Yeah, I think it was the the four zero start afforded them an opportunity to kind of uh, take your foot off the gas a little bit more. And I think that it is a little bit concerning in in the fact of like when I say when does it start becoming a concern? Sure, no need for concern right now, but how far down this this six game road trip until you are you are starting a little bit concerned? Right? Is it? It's not game one Friday in in Phoenix because that puts them out ten days. Yeah, it's probably not even game two. Also, in Phoenix, I start probably going. All right, what two are we doing? What are we doing here at Miami on that on that Monday night? And you're going, oh, okay. Now I'm starting to maybe it wasn't. I can play through this because he did say, and this is why I wouldn't be concerned. Yeah. Is because he even said right when it happened, he's like, no, this is. Playoff game, I'd, I'd go back in the game tonight, but it's not. It's yeah. you know our fifth game of the season, and that to me, I, I go, there it is. But Monday is where I start going. All right, there's a little bit of panic, and I think that that's an it's an important conversation to have because of the fact that we haven't had an injured Damian Lillard no. over his career before last year when he he shut it down. And now you're sitting there going, we only made it four games back in his return, and we're shutting him down again. That is a little bit of a, it, it raises eyebrows, That's but it's not concerning. Out. The people are freaked out about the injury concern because he had the surgery. That's the thing. Is it's like, oh my god, no, this is a guy who you could chalk up for 75 games a season. Like he maybe roll an ankle. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you look, I think his first five years he didn't miss a game. He bulletproof. This this is a guy who is a he is a he's not a guy who sits out on injuries. And the only reason he's doing it now is because him and the organization are on the same page of 100%. Because okay. they don't want this to linger. Don't return until you are 100%. Not 95, not 98. If Let's there's go. any lingering stuff. And if it gets to three weeks, on mm. the, the back end of this, then that's that's what it'll be. If all of a sudden on the road trip, the, he, he's, he's like, I'm at 95%. And they look at him and go, all right, cool. Well, then you're playing when we get back to Portland. <laughs> And you're not going to play on the road trip. I, if it went that way, I wouldn't be surprised. No. And, and I'm not panicking yet. Now, if they get through that next homestand after that road trip and he's not back, then the eyebrows raise. Then I start going, this isn't good. Yeah, we'll be mashing that panic button. Then. Yes, I, I'm not going to lie. I, at All that right. point in time, I will be. But some good injury news. I have heard that Trenton Watford should make a return to play on the road trip. Oh, I was so waiting. for. I, did, I forgot about him. Uh, listen, I'm being honest. Nurk, Nurk has looked tired. Last couple games, he's playing 30. Nurk is getting back in shape, and it, you'd wear him out now because he's got to get in shape. <laughs> he, but you can see the end of some games, he's losing yep. some legs, he's hitting yep. the floor, trying yep. to buy himself a little bit of a rest. Drew Eubanks is getting hip, hip tossed. He, he's getting picked up and sat down like a pair of fla- or set of flapjacks by how, Steven Adams. He is so strong. He, he's, he's undoubtedly the strongest guy in the NBA. It's he not is, close. When he sets a screen, he crushes his people. base is so wide. Mm-hmm. And it is just like when – I think it's incredible to put into perspective that they all look around the same size mm-hmm. on an NBA floor. But the people that run into Steven Adams and fall down and he does not move no. a, an inch, they are six foot five and 220 pounds. Yes. And they run into him. Massive. Josh Hart got crushed and they last do, night. And they, they fall over yes. and he does not move an inch. That is an incredible thing to me. 
that he does not move. What was really nice, and he's also one of the nicest guys in the league, he could have killed Shaden Sharp last night when he caught the ball on the, on the dive and Shaden looked to take the charge for him in the first quarter. Steven, um, Steven only gave him a little bump. Okay. He, he, and then he went to go pick him up. But I think he looked. He, I think he saw the rookie and was like, nah, "I can't. He's nineteen. I can't kill this kid." All right. Uh, uh, if you feel as if the Blazers got hosed uh, at the end of the game last night, uh, one other housekeeping note from the Blazers: it's because is, they did, uh, they in fact did. The NBA two minute report uh, says that Stephen Adams should have been called for a foul with one minute and twenty three seconds to go in the game. He was not, um, and Jeremy Grant was at. S- Six seconds later, seven seconds later. There's three calls within six seconds. There should have been a three-second violation on Desmond Bain. Yusuf Nurkic should have picked up a foul on Steven Adams. Well, and then Jeremy Grant, yeah. uh, he was called for traveling. And, and it was not a travel. It was not. And you see, they threw it up on the screen. I'm like, let's see. Picks it up, jump stop, goes up, looks clean to me. And then there was another. He, he was called for traveling four times last night. I know for a fact two of them were not travels. They didn't throw the, the video where we play up with the other twos, but two of them were not travels. Well... That is uh, not good. But whatever. You, you lost a basketball game in November. It's okay. And again, I'm not I'm not blaming the officials, but it does confirm that the officials were having a very bad night. Because they, they, were. they did not get a single call wrong against the Grizzlies. In the final two minutes, that is. No, yeah, exactly. Where this report comes out. <clears throat> okay, well, that's, uh, that's Blazer talk for today. Let's get back to the NFL, shall we? As uh, we have got another round of picks that we need to get to in the National Football League. Week 8 is in the rearview mirror. We need to get to Week 9's picks. It starts tonight. The epicenter of the uh, sports universe is, oddly enough, Philadelphia and Houston. uh, Because Thursday Night Football, it features the Philadelphia Eagles taking on the Houston Texans on Amazon Prime. And you got this little thing called the World Series. Ever heard of it? Between the Philadelphia Phillies and the Houston Astros. Boy, Roger Goodell really knows how to schedule. Do you? Are we going to go conspiracy theory? Sports are rigged because uh, mm-hmm. they're playing on the same night. Like of all of the weeks that you have Philly play Houston, it's going to be the on the Thursday where you have a, a World Series game <laughs> in in Philly, and now you have Thursday night in Houston uh, between those two teams. Um, we got to get to our picks, and we will next. This is Danny and Dusty on The Fan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and 1080 The Fan.
right, it is time to get our picks in. Let's get picky. Danny and Dusty against the spread. Here we are uh, as we enter week nine of the National Football League. <clears throat> are we ready for the, the thunder in what comes of it? Let, let's get regale folks of what happened in last week's uh, picks as week eight, the listeners... They had the choices to vote at Danny and Dusty on Twitter between uh, Seahawks minus three against the Giants. Um, And that, my friends, would be a large cover in favor of the Seahawks. Never a doubt. Two-score win. Niners minus one and a half. They blew out the Rams. (laughs) Uh, So they went two and oh so far. And then the Vikings minus three and a half against the Cardinals. Hit and miss. Listeners going three and oh. And now uh, are 11, 10, 12, 10, and or 12, 10, and 2 on the season. Uh, and that's a, that's, a nice little, that's a nice little season so far Not too for shabby. the listeners. As the, their win percentage puts them squarely in uh, second place. Um, there is a... Okay. Bringing up the rear... As of right now, is one Jeffrey Rust at twelve and thirteen. They, this is not bad, though. It, 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 it's it's a tightly contested. This is not bad. This is not bad. Again, one and seven in my picks involving the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah. Uh, Rust is twelve and thirteen, which five hundred is. It's a good ball game. You're 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 good in the betting world at five hundred. Danny is uh, in third place at twelve, eleven, and one. Because uh, you have a tie. Got them kissing cousins. And then, wait, how does Rust have 25? Where's Rust at here with 25? I'm telling you, I don't think there's, there's you guys have a I push think in there. I 12 and 12. He's 12 and 12. Yeah. He's 12 that, that's and 12. A, that's a, that's you guys a have finger. a push in there that doesn't. No, that, that, I yeah. took that out, he's but I just I just fat finger your, your 12 and 12. Yeah, yeah, Rust is 12 and 12. Yes. Which is 500, you're doing well, Rust. Uh, Danny's in uh, third at 12, 11, and 1. And then the listeners ten or twelve ten and two, <laughs> ten and two, two driving pushes. safely, driving safely. You got two pushes on the air. Uh, my heater continued last week. I went three and zero again last week. I'm eleven and one over the last uh, uh, what, what would that be four weeks? four weeks? And I've pushed it up to sixteen and eight on the season. I'm feeling the heater, and uh, let's do this for our listeners' picks. Uh, you go and vote. At Danny and Dusty on social media, we will go Chargers-Falcons, Chargers minus three on the road uh, in Atlanta, Justin Herbert versus Marcus Mariota. All right, you get a little a little duck game there. We will have uh, Seahawks plus two on the road against the Arizona Cardinals um, in that one. And then how about we throw this one at you? Tampa Bay, the Buccaneers. Coming off an embarrassing loss, will Tom Brady lose four straight games? They are three-point favorites hosting the reeling Los Angeles Rams. Go to at Danny and Dusty on Twitter, uh, and you can vote. I will get the uh, picks started here as the leader in the clubhouse. Wow. My first game is, why are you wowing? Just, wow. What? 16-8, and eight. let's go. Wow. Minnesota, my, well, hey, maybe if you pick more games, you'd go first. Or picked them correctly, you would go okay. first. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go Minnesota minus three at Washington. By the way, this is just all leading to me going on through three this week. Uh, Minnesota three point favorites 
in D.C. taking on the Commanders. Uh, commanders not buying anything that they are, are putting out and putting forth at this time. I mean, if if you're not, buying what they're selling, your name's Jeff Bezos. I am Hey-o. so far out on the Commanders. So many distractions abound. Give me Kirk Cousins and his return trip to D.C. You like that? You like that? That's true. Uh, I am also going to ride that choo-choo train, Vikings minus three at Commanders, because oh. the Commanders are doo-doo. There we go. That is my rationale. Jeffrey Rust, what do you got, sir, coming off a 2-1 week? Yeah, my first game, also Minnesota, minus three at Washington. It's not a primetime game, so Kirk Cousins should be good to go. Look at this. This is a clean sweep for Vikings in D.C. Which means we just doomed them. Oh, yeah, we did. This is what happens. This is like when you see college game day and everybody picks the same team. You know that ain't it ain't going to finish that way. Hey, it worked out for the, the Ducks. Um, we got... My second game, I'm going to go with. Uh, I'm going to go ride Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. They are three point favorites hosting the Rams. Uh, a pissed off Tom Brady is not a Tom Brady I want to go against. I know that they have their holes, they have their woes, they are banged up up front. But I will not bet on Tom Brady to lose four consecutive games. And they are at home, and the uh, Rams have to travel across the country for this one. Rams are just as broken up front as as the Buccaneers are. Give me Tom Brady in the box. Uh, I am not a uh, Tom Brady truther, so I'm not going to go down that road. I, angel. I am going to go ahead and take the Dolphins at the Bears minus four. Uh, I'm liking what the Dolphins are doing. Tua's feeling a little little bit of swagger. Ooh, they're a little talking bit. Super Bowl. They in, are talking Super Miami. Bowl. Uh, Brandon Chubb is going to make his debut. Everybody on that offense is looking like they're healthy. I just don't think there's a world that exists where the Bears can keep up with the Dolphins in yep. any way. And if they get humming, they should be. I'm surprised that this is four. This yeah. is one of those ones where Vegas knows something and I'm going to get punched in the face. That's Mike McDaniel has his chub, so. Hey, yo. <laughs> see how he uses him. I see what you did there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm taking a road dog, Seattle plus chubber. two <laughs> at Arizona. <laughs> Dog. Uh, this feels like something where I'm missing something here, too. The Cardinals just don't look good. The Seahawks have been surprising everybody. Uh, and coming off the month of October, you have Geno Smith as the offensive player of the month for the NFC. And then uh, the rookies on both sides, Kenneth Walker and Tariq Woolen, both named uh, offensive and defensive rookies of the month for uh, the entire oh. league. So I'm taking Seattle plus two at Arizona. Okay. Look at that. My uh, third and final game, Ravens minus two and a half at the Saints. It just feels like they're kind of broken in uh, Nolens right now. Michael Thomas literally broken. He is not going to be playing in this game or the rest of the year. And um, I think Baltimore, they still got a ton to prove, and they're going to come out, and you get Deshaun Jackson at wide receiver because you're banged up. You got no Bateman. Uh, I just trust Baltimore more than I trust the New Orleans Saints, and I think they go on the road and they improve to six and three on the year. They have no wiggle room. They have zero wiggle room in the AFC North. No, they don't. Uh, where team. where there does appear to be some wiggle room, even though things are tight, I am also going to take the Jeff Ross special of the Whoa! Seahawks as road dogs <laughs> at the Cardinals, and I my reasoning is very simple. Call of Duty has come out. I love Road Dogs. I do love me some Road Dogs. Kyler Murray is gonna suck. I'm just I'm gonna throw it out if there. If that happens, how he's gonna get eaten absolutely alive. Think of that. If it, it because Call of Duty well, and then didn't they'll come still out. be if hungry because he, he's so little. Hey, well, uh, he had 
everything going against him for this. Like, and if he has a bad game this week of all weeks, like he might not even have Call of Duty. Oh. And that that may be something that he just is like, there's too much heat around it. I'm just going to wait until after the season. and Or maybe I'm going to wait two weeks before I dive into Call of Duty. Maybe there's just something. But if he just has a bad game on coincidence, it's the worst week to have that. Like, there is absolute pressure on Kyler Murray to perform. Listen, little baby legs, he's been, he's been putting them up on the desk. He's, he's been on the sticks. Mm. And, it, and he, he's not studying film. And I think Geno Smith and the uh, the old sea chickens going to go down there and hang it on. I have as much faith of Kyler Murray waiting to play Call of Duty as I do in myself saying, I'll quit drinking tomorrow. <laughs> uh, my third and final game. So is that, is that <laughs> hard no from you, huh? <laughs> yeah. On the quitting drinking. Uh, yeah, my third and final game. I got to do it. Got to stick with the bit. The Raiders at the Jacksonville Jaguars. I'm taking Jacksonville plus one and a half uh, just because they – they got they got to do it sometime. That's Are all I'm you're taking with at this the point. Jags. I'm taking the Jags plus one and a half. You does Jacksonville Jaguars? Yes. I just want to make sure you're I'm, I'm, because I'm writing it down right now. Yep. I'm st- still on it. Still on it. <sighs> okay. Okay. Because <laughs> they're still look. They're still they're still pot. They have lost five straight games. I believe they're two and six. They are still in a positive point differential. And uh, the Raiders are not. They're they're minus eleven at two and five. So, hey, oh, Sun even shines on a dog's arse some days. So we got the Danny and Rust Bowl. We got the Danny and Rust Bowl mm-hmm. coming right at you, Meringue. Yeah, what, what are you guys? You gonna have a little uh, side action going on here? Got a little we, side we, action. We, we, do, we, we need to find something like a like a, a food or. Um, I'll eat a Swedish fish on the air. <laughs> wow! How brave of you, Josh. <laughs> Your bravery. <laughs> All right, tell you what, I'll, I'll go real brave then, and we'll call it an Almond Joy. Ooh. Because no. those are horrific. Je- right. Jeff Rust and uh, our, our soldiers, the bravest among us. Yeah, they really are. Thoughts and prayers to <laughs> Jeff Rust on that. Yeah. Like, yeah, are you going to eat, like, how about this? How about we, we go... <laughs> We go. You've got to. You've got to make a little almond joy sandwich with a uh, little Swedish fish bread and eat them at the same time. All right. Sure. All right. There we we're go. We're doing that. I mean, we're doing that. I, 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 I mean, like, you you will really enjoy. It. We need to figure out something I, I on like the other side. Yeah. Now. I say, I'll, I'll take his. Yeah. <laughs> Danny just feels like this game's going to be very hard for him because I feel like he'll just be like, "Yes, I will eat that." <laughs> <laughs> Like uh, you are adventurous with your food. I am. Yeah, I am. Like you are. Honestly, like the, you'll be like uh, Swedish fish almond joys. Sounds kinky. Throw them cilantro oh. on there, and he'll yeah. be all over it. Exactly. <laughs> this is one of those things where it's like I don't. I don't know, man. Let's just uh, let's go ahead and switch it up a little bit. It's like the more basic right. you go, like the more afraid I get. I'm like, oh no, God no. Oh really? Yeah, but except they, for your except for your Blizzard order. Except for except yes. for perfection, which is the yeah. Oreo. Bl- I mean, well, why change what's perfect? That, yes, that is true. All right. Well, we need to fi- we think. Will, of we will we'll figure something out before before we get out of here on Friday. All right. Um, all right. Our picks again. I'm taking. Uh, well, Danny and I. Actually, all three of us are taking Minnesota minus three at Washington. Uh, Danny and Rust are both on the Seahawks plus two visiting the Cardinals. Uh, Danny's got the Dolphins minus four at the Bears. Uh, I've uh, Rust has got the Jags plus one and a half against the Raiders. Uh, I've got Tampa Bay. Minus three against the Rams and the Ravens. Two and a half point road favorites 
against the Saints. Again, listeners, go to at Danny and Dusty. Give us a follow on Twitter, and you put your votes in. Uh, we've got Chargers minus three at the Falcons, Seahawks plus two at the Cards, Bucks minus three at uh, against the Rams. Those are your picks. We will get those uh, games up in a poll and ready to vote uh, at Danny and Dusty on Twitter. Here we go. Somebody's got it. They said Danny needs to eat dark chocolate. Ooh, dark chocolate Danny. There we uh, go. Yeah, that's, like I said, it's the basic that gets me. All right. Dark chocolate is the original chocolate. Little known fact. OG. All right. It yeah. is a little known fact. I did not know that. Yeah, they they, they they got to the sweeter stuff later on yeah. down the road, but dark chocolate was the first. You know what I read yesterday as a as a, a side note of mm. things that people didn't know or really care about? Did you know that uh, Taco Bell, the guy who started Taco Bell, uh, his last name is Bell? First of all, didn't know that one. You're kidding. Yeah, well, so that explains a lot. Yeah, right. So, but thing- he had a he had a he he started a burger joint. In Southern California, and his burger joint was failing. It failed, yeah. And there's a Mexican restaurant across the street, so he learned how to make tacos. I did know he that. Went, part he of went it. across the street, and this guy was like, he ripped off their taco Adapt recipe, or die, right? And Listen, it was like, it was like the first. It was the first place known, like known for selling tacos in the United States. And he just went across the street, like befriended this family, and basically just ripped off their Said, their recipe yoink. and. Taco Bell was born. I mean, that's uh, that's how this goes. You know, America. What's, what's really interesting about this? The Bell family uh, in, inventing the telephone and Taco Bell. <laughs> Love to see it. <laughs> Much like Thomas Crapper in the toilet. There you go. Although he didn't actually invent the toilet, he just perfected some of the inside plumbing. Well, wasn't it like yeah. John Peanut that invented peanut butter? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's no. true. No, was it was it, was it fam- I got a bridge no, I can sell you. No, 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 no. I think you're thinking of Dave Carr. No, no, no. There was a there was was it Family Guy that had a a, sp- a spoof on this. They they, they, they they called it the Illuminati <laughs> instead of the Illuminati. Yeah. Uh, they, 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 they 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 went full uh, National Treasure Nick Cage, but with peanut butter. <laughs> I mean, we could call it going full Kyrie these days too. You know what? After you see if if after you see the episode, that actually makes a ton of sense. <laughs> All right, here's Rust with SportsCenter. This is Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and Portland's sports leader, 1080, The Fan. It's been a hard uh, season for the Denver Broncos. They acquired Russell Wilson in a trade for the uh, with the Seattle Seahawks. They had high hopes. They are three and five on the air. They did pick up a win in London. They are undefeated on the season when playing uh, in London, England. I'm so used to not having a button that I have forgotten to hit my button at least mm. a half dozen times today. Well, new studio problems, no. but they got a win. I got you, fun. boo. Thank you. And now when, when you start getting wins, you start getting defenders. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've been wondering, and I've been wondering this, and I think it has been very telling, the lack of support that Russell Wilson, as criticisms continue to grow surrounding him. Staggering mountains of criticisms. That there have been no defenders of his. Former teammates, friends, guys that, former coaches. You know, have nobody's like stepped up and been like, "Hey, this is wrong." 
We have one finally, and it is from an unsuspecting person. My goodness, the, if you were going to put cobble together a list of the, the least likely suspects, this guy may be number one. It's Richard Sherman. <whistles> he went on Von Miller's podcast, and he helped give an explanation as to why Russell Wilson is is struggling with the Denver Broncos. They got to, like, it's the same with Fields. It's the same with everybody else. You can't just put anybody in any scheme and think, oh, well, I'm just going to make him fit my scheme. Like, you got to, like, it's almost like they didn't even watch tape of him in in Seattle and say, hey, okay, this is what he likes to do. This is stuff he, that's like saying, hey, I know Von like to rush from this side. All right, I'm not even going to worry about where he like to rush from or where he's been great rushing. I'm I'm going to make him rush. Yeah, I'm gonna put him. I'm gonna use him how I'm gonna use him. You know what I mean? And expect him to be effective. And then when he's not effective, be like, "What's wrong with Vaughn? Yeah. Like, no, it ain't. What's wrong with Vaughn? What's wrong with you? Vaughn rushes from here. You rush him from here. He's gonna be the Vaughn you expect him to be. If you have Russell Wilson run the plays that he's run and had success with, he will be the guy you expect him to be. But when you run him, have him run offense he has not run in the ten years he's played. Expect him to to, to struggle until he figures it out. And that's fair. I mean, and that's very true. And I think it's kind of one of those things where Richard Sherman says that, and you're like, duh. But Like, you put a square peg into a round hole, Mm -hmm. and it's not going to work. And that is Richard Sherman defending Russell Wilson. Stephen A. Smith, however. However. But this is where the problem is with Russell Wilson. Remember, Russell Wilson became disgruntled and disenchanted with the Seahawks system several times over because he felt he was being hamstrung by the coordinators, three of them, that ran a system that was run-oriented, play action over the top. And remember when we got Let Russ Cook? Mm. What happened there? It was, they said, fine, we'll let Russ Cook and we'll put up numbers. But then it didn't equate to winning. Yes. And this is the this is the issue is that Russell Wilson, Pete Carroll is like, no, this is what I feel comfortable in doing. Per, one, protecting our defense, running the football, mm-hmm. taking our shots over the top. But it also fit Russell Wilson to a T yes. in his skill set. And Russell Wilson, and par, part of the problem with him getting hit so much and all this, it, he's not a quarterback that gets the ball out quickly. No. And you're looking at an offensive line in Denver that w- was supposed to be far better than what they had in Seattle, yet a lot of the same issues are still arising with Russell Wilson and the Denver Broncos because he is not that guy. But that's who he wants to be. He wants to be the guy that he is not, and that's where the issues are. Listen, man. I want to look like Zach Efron. You do. It ain't happening. Have you seen that picture floating around of him? Where he's um, like in set? a new wrestler movie? Yeah, he, yeah. he, he looks like... Uh, he's got like the Dutch boy haircut. Yes, he, he, he looks like uh, Lou Ferrigno in The Hulk. Like he's super jacked, but he's got like flat cut bangs in the front. Yeah. But you know what? I'd take that version of him, but yeah. it's not going to happen. <laughs> I'm not getting super jacked like sexiest man alive Zach Efron. Guess what? Russell Wilson, not going to be the guy who's going to make smart, quick decisions in the pocket because he's five freaking ten. No. But what he is going to do is he's going to extend your place. He's going to have magical stuff happen outside the pocket. Mm-hmm. He's going to put you in the right position, making the right reads of the line of scrimmage. And twice a game, he's going to make a throw that makes you go, holy bleepity bleep. Yeah. And then he's going to take care of the ball. But if you put him in positions where you're trying to make him Tom Brady, you're trying to make him Aaron Rodgers, you're trying to make him 
even Patrick Mahomes. Which is what he wants to be because he sees himself as one of the greatest quarterbacks in the NFL. And you know what? Russell Wilson, it, it, this is the thing. Let the winning take care yeah. of itself. I mean, here, here's the crazy thing. When you talk about successfulness, Russ, Russell Wilson's probably, what, a top 50 quarterback of all time? <laughs> yeah. Like, that's a good list. Yeah, he is incredible, man. But when you're talking about the top 10, the top 15, he doesn't crack that list because there are two things. His inability to get rid of the ball quickly mm-hmm. and his inability to be accurate at all levels. Yeah, Those are the two things that hold him back from being Tom Brady, from being Aaron Rodgers, from being Peyton Manning, from being Drew Brees. Because all of those guys, they check every one of those boxes. Richard Sherman is right in that audio. Yes. He yes. is right, but and this is a this is two prong as to why it is not working in Denver's because one, uh, that's not who Nathaniel Hackett is, but it's also it's not what Russell Wilson wants to be anymore, and we knew that in Seattle, we we one hundred percent knew that. That's why they hired Shane Waldron, that's why they ditched uh, Daryl Bevel, and they brought in Brian Schottenheimer, and everybody just continued to revert back to and, and a lot of people say this oh it's because of Pete Carroll it's because of Pete Carroll no it was maximizing the abilities of Russell Wilson as well and Shane Waldron it's it's very similar like we thought that we were going to get a little bit more of the Rams offense no no play to your strengths and every good play caller will and it is amazing that it the Broncos have not gone that route yet and I mean, I think that may say a little bit more to Nathaniel Hackett being in over his head as well. And it, this also plays back to my point earlier of every coach out there has one stupid thing, no matter how good. I mean, Hackett yeah. was a guy who Aaron Rodgers, you know, exalted, braced. Yep. But clearly, his one thing here is failure to adapt to his quarterback. <laughs> and right now they're three and five. And they're lucky to be it. Yeah. I mean, they should have lost against the Jacksonville Jaguars uh-huh. in London too. They're, they're, you know, what, what was the score of the uh, San Francisco game? It was like eleven to ten. It was yes. the most boring game ever. And then the the uh, Seattle Broncos game was what seventeen fourteen. Yeah, like Wish they are. Got them in that one. They are lucky. They are lucky that they are three and five. <laughs> oh my goodness! All right. Well, they do have a win over the Houston Texans. And they're on Thursday Night Football tonight. And that actually highlights something that may surprise you about what is the best team in the NFL right now. Miami's talking Super Bowl. But the Philadelphia Eagles, they have one statistic that is on their side the rest of the season. And it's it's on top of their 7-0 record. We'll get to that as we wrap up this Thursday edition of Danny and Dusty on the fan. Danny and Dusty on the fan. Thursday Night Football has the Eagles and the Texans on Amazon Prime, which should make Al Michaels and Kirk Herbstreet drunk with joy. Actually, Kirk Al Michaels may actually be drunk, be drunk on this yeah. game because he's gotten such terrible games. But, and nobody in Philly or Houston will be watching it because they'll be watching the World Series game, which mm. is going right alongside it. Um, but I, I was reading that the Eagles, and in, in doing a little dive into schedules this year, the Eagles 7-0, and and they look dominant in their games too. Like, it's not just that they have played a relatively easy schedule if you look at it 
uh, according to the ESPN Football Power Index. The Eagles have played the 28th toughest schedule in, in the National Football League. Uh, the only teams to play easier schedules to this point have been the Rams, Chargers, Commanders, and Seahawks, surprisingly. Um, what's very odd about all those teams is uh, I think the... I believe that the Chargers are the only team in that bunch that have a winning record with the easiest schedules. Oh, no, Seahawks too, sorry. Mm, mm. The Commanders are 500 and the Rams are under 500. Uh, but the Eagles have played the 28th toughest schedule. Would you venture to guess what their remaining strength of schedule is? Probably not too hard. It, well, usually it goes like you have easy front half and a, and a tough back half. Mm-hmm. No, they have the easiest schedule, remaining schedule in the entire NFL, Urgh. according to the ESPN Football Power Index. 32 out of 32. That is crazy. It's also very interesting when you consider the division they play in because they're going to close with some division games. Yep, they got two against the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. I think they've got one more remaining against the Giants. No, flip that. They, they play, remember, they played the Cowboys once. Two, two oh, Giants, they got one Cowboys. Two Giants, one Cowboys. Yeah. Okay. But besides that, man, it is. Yeah. Yeesh. They got the uh, Texans tonight. They got the Commanders. <laughs> they got the Colts uh-huh. in there. The Packers. Uh-huh. Uh, then they they do have two tough ones against the Titans and the Giants, which I, I think will be tough. But then you have the Bears, Cowboys, Saints, and Giants to end the year. It's The the Football Power Index has the the 7-0 and only unbeaten team in the NFL, Philadelphia Eagles, with the easiest remaining schedule in the National Football well, I mean, League. look at the stretch. That's, that's wild. Steelers, Texans, Commanders, Colts. Like, if you ever needed a get-right month, my goodness. But they don't because they're already in it and they're, they're doing already right. just well. And to think of, like, the other teams that we consider contenders, mm-hmm. if you want to take those and you say, like, uh, Buffalo... It, it, they've played the fifth toughest schedule in the NFL so far. And they're still winning, which is insane. The Dolphins have played the seventh toughest schedule in the NFL. The Chiefs have played the toughest schedule in the NFL to this point. All of those other teams, which are already really good, Bills 27th remaining sc- toughest schedule. Oh. Dolphins 21st. Eagles 32nd. And the Chiefs go from number one all the way down to 13 with their remaining schedules because the AFC West is... Is is still pretty good. It's still, it's still a bloodbath, regardless of record. But that uh, that is that's crazy to think about. That the Eagles' easy schedule to start and will continue, according to ESPN, to be the easiest schedule in the entire league. And like, do you think this is a team that can go undefeated all the way through? I don't think they will. I think they'll have a late let up week, but it could happen, man. Uh, yeah, no, I, I mean they're not going to go undefeated this season, so they're they're going to step on it somewhere. Uh, Three I just, straight road games at New York, at Chicago, at Dallas. That's where it happens because in the NFL on the road, anything well, can happen. Yeah. Winning on the road's tough. College or the pros. Yeah, no, it is. It it, it really is. Um, before we get to break, I want to hit on this one because I, I don't want to. We wanna, got a long time. I, I know. I'm just, we don't got to go to break. I'm just what do we general, got here? Uh, it's quasi breaking news, but I, I, oh. I don't want to talk about it in the sense of because it's a, there's so many crappy things that are happening. Um, but Hornets restricted free agent Miles Bridges has pled no contest to felony domestic violence in Los Angeles. Whoa. He's not even fighting it. No, and he will face three years of probation as no and no jail time as a part of a deal with prosecutors. No jail time for Miles Bridges, which is insane to me. 
I I don't know how that happens on the basketball side. Now of I don't know I don't know the detail I don't know the nitty gritty details. I know that there is a domestic violence incident with Miles Bridges and his uh, at, at the time girlfriend, and it's open and shut. That's why it's pled, pled no contest. Okay, it's very much not up for debate what happened. Oh wow, yeah. Um, but this from Baxter Holmes at the moment Bridges remains unsigned. But if you were to sign with a team in the NBA under the CBA, the the league and the in the the teams have the right to suspend, fine, dismiss, or disqualify him from any further association with the league because pled no contest. Okay. He's done. Which is what the league, I, I think the league probably should and will yes. do. So, I mean, who knows? Maybe the Brooklyn Nets make a phone call. Well. <laughs> I mean. It, and then they get fewer applicants for their open PR job at that point. Yeah. It's like, I, uh-uh. At that I'm point, stepping into that. At that point, you might as well call Josh Primo as well. So. Well, uh, Josh Primo's another one that uh, the now released from the San Antonio Spurs last week. Uh, Josh Primo, a guard, um, is now facing several allegations of uh, showing his ween to people. He's a like he is. He's been exposing himself to people who work within the Spurs organization. In a suit filed against the team. Yes, this is a former psychologist for the San Antonio Spurs has filed a lawsuit Thursday morning alleging that the organization ignored her repeated reports of indecent exposure by Joshua Primo. According to the lawsuit, Primo exposed himself to Dr. Hillary Coffin a total of nine times. Nine times. The, law, the first incident allegedly occurred during a psychological session with Primo in December of last year and was reported to Spurs management in January of this year. Nine You are times. kidding me. Nine times. Nine times. I hence hence the reason why it's not just Primo who's being sued here. It's the Spurs. I do not. How does that happen? How like how does that happen in 2022 to where this continually is going on? Like the the first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, the eighth, ninth, ninth time. Well, and the, and the insane thing Whoa, is, the, both him and his lawyer have released statements, and they both have made sure to highlight Josh Primo's past traumas. Past traumas, that's the, that's their buzzword that they're really trying to drive home through all of this while he's been whipping his wang out in front of uh, the team psychologist. Whoa. Yeah. Robert Sarver did it once, and they got him packed up out. He did it nine times, allegedly. Man. And there's what's the bummer here is I was giving the Spurs the benefit of the doubt of this in that something serious must have happened, and then they <laughs> like, packed him up. What it turns out is they got wind of a pending lawsuit and got rid of him. And this is a, I mean, Greg Popovich, he's been very outspoken and forward on about all, Primo, all, all things Primo, and well, and about the, you know, women in the league mm-hmm. hiring Beck and, Becky Hammond, mm-hmm. saying that you know that women deserve opportunities in the NBA, and it can't just be the good old boys club any longer. And all the while, that organization where. Oh, look, if if he's sitting there and saying, I had no idea, I'm going to call big ol' BS on that one. The call was coming from inside the house. Because it is the sports psychologist who, where are those, I mean, what deaf ears are, is that, are those allegations falling upon? Like, uh, that to me is, wow. Wow. That's a big one from them. Just truly, truly tremendous. Big ol' letdown. It, it's much like I said. I don't want to sit here and, and and belabor all of the crappy things happening in the NBA right now, but again, Draymond Green knocking the crap out of Jordan Poole feels like three years ago. That's how bad the NBA has been this year. Jeez. Yup. 
Oh, man. All right, 503-250-1080. That'd be the fan text. And we're in the news studio. I hope everybody has a great Thursday. Coming up next, you got primetime with Isaac and Zook from 3 to 7, followed by the recruiting show with Andrew Nemec. We'll be back tomorrow, a Football Friday edition of Danny and Dusty on the fan. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.